everyone, listen to me. We've all been deceived. We need to calmly head towards the exit. Welcome to the Banana Bread and Circus Republic with Crispy and Tono, your hosts for the end of the world or whatever we're looking at. We're looking at the reset. Yeah, it's uh, we're gonna be fine, ladies and gentlemen. So strap in and join us to recalibrate the soul as we explore the ether and ethics of our evolution. In the space between spaces, there's an intelligence that guides our values and our judgments, which determines who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going. Follow your nose. And think for yourself. Happy Saturday, St. Patty's Day, my friend. Happy St. Patty's Day, sir. Ah, dude, thank we, you for having me. Dude, thank thank you for being here. This is awesome. Oh. We're coming at you live from my front porch. Fucking tumultuous week. Yeah, tumultuous as fuck. You want some mead? I'd love some, sir. Hope you guys are doing good out there. Uh, hope you guys are uh, getting ready to uh, properly libate or, you know, properly cessate from whatever it is that we like to do. And we all know that this is a wild time of year for people. You know, this this holiday. It's a, uh, it's one of those holidays where, you know, they, they officiate it under false pretenses and then it ends up working out because basically, you know, shit's starting to thaw and people's genitals are starting to thaw. <laughs> and this is, this is the time of year that babies start to get made in earnest by strangers. Dude, speaking of which, dude, I don't know. Speaking I, of which, I don't know if it's my. So I don't know if it, it is the fact that spring is just around the corner. I mean, the snow's melting, the ground is thawing. I got my chickens out and about. Oh, you get the, I have, the buzz going. Yeah, dude, definitely. And uh, they've been laying. My girls have been laying. They laid seven eggs in the last twenty-four hours each. Not each. No, it's a variety of them that are laying, but. Okay, I was yeah, really yeah. so it just it, it normally I will get like maybe one or two a day through the winter. It took me a second to realize to remember like oh yeah like between six chickens how are they laying seven eggs a day? <laughs> no, Sorry. but it's almost no, it's, it, but it's almost as if they uh, like one of them has laid within the last like max amount of time, which I think is like sixteen or eighteen hours. That they can lay max apart. That's how long it takes them to create a. Yeah, I feed them their eggshells back to them so they get that calcium enhancement because it, dude, it apparently like wrecks their inside of their system when they're trying to produce the calcium needed for their eggshells. Such crazy little fucking animals. It is crazy, dude. It's a crazy I mean, world. They, they're able to, they're able to eat things like 
down and their own eggshells. Exactly. And I used to go the uh, oyster route, oyster shells, but they weren't really taking it. And I didn't see a huge improvement. Sorry, I'm like blowing smoke Mm -hmm. in your face while you're Mm -hmm. trying to eat. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Hell yeah, bro. This is this is where it's at, man. Sure, I've been sure. waiting for this day to like chill on the friggin' front porch and enjoy just all the bounty of our, life. Our first early spring recording. Very mm. early spring. I love it. I feel like it's the opening of a brand new season in like in terms of like I realize how badly I don't know, I just want like out of my current job. Like I'm so over my job. There's so much stuff that I did not sign up for <laughs> that I'm like having to deal with. And it's just, I don't know, it's a real ball buster. I mean, you, you work that kind of job though where, you know, there's, it's, it's unfortunately what made me get out of that same field a few years ago. Yeah, dude. Where, you know, you're, you're taking care of multiple people you know even if it's not full time like the amount of uh, you know intellectual and energetic infrastructure involved is giant you know so yeah dude it's pretty demanding like just like on a given day like anything can happen and most of the time that has to do with like plans changing and people are pissed off and everyone's pointing the finger at each other sometimes like to the point it's just mayhem and people lose their shit over the stupidest things man i'm dealing with something at work where i i had to like try and create a hybrid position just to keep the program intact and so i spearheaded this thing but because it was such a hush-hush, like, deal, because the applicant wanted to remain, like, wanted we wanted to protect their privacy because it would create a ripple of It's part of the nature of the agency, too, is to, you know, provide a certain protection of anonymity. Yeah, it's within our policy that states, basically, that we don't have to disclose... Like, and we don't, like, even, okay, so say it was, this person shifts, is shifting roles within the agency, but say it was just a normal job outside of the agency. Right. That, that prospective hiring employer doesn't have the right to actually even ask for, though, to follow up with those references References until they're serious, a serious candidate. Right. So it's like there's that fine line where we had the we were able to make that call whether this was a serious decision or not at the point when it was and that we could disclose what the plan was going to be they're not able to ask specifics until they're willing to provide a specific client yeah yeah what do you want stardust or strawberry what are you thinking uh, I got a joint rolled up already. Oh, word, dude. That's even better. You shoot... Yeah, you want to... I mean... No, I'm fine with that. We can totally yeah. light, light, light a J. Fuck yeah. I haven't had a J since summer. Ha <laughs> ha! Camp, camping season. Yeah. The, the secret with the J's... And... All right. Let's, let's share this with all our listeners right now because I love you guys. 
I'm sure everybody out there right now who's a fucking J smoker, you know what I mean. You you like to roll it up and smoke your J's. So, what's the biggest problem? Canoeing. How do you defeat the canoeing? You mean like how do you smoke a J while simultaneously rowing the boat or oaring the boat? No, no, like, you know, let's say that, you know, you start smoking the J and then all of a sudden the top half of it starts burning but the bottom half doesn't and it it builds like a giant ash canoe. Yeah, Yeah. where it runs. It starts canoeing. You know. It all starts at the beginning. You take your joint, right? You wet the tip. If anybody out there has ever seen that that Johnny Depp movie from Hell, where he plays the good movie, yeah, where he plays the detective hunting down the I love that movie, Jack from Ripper Killer. Yeah, dude. So every time he goes to light one of his cigarettes, he he wets the whole thing. I did notice that. And that's that's the secret right there. So with a joint, what you do is you take the joint and you stick you stick the the business end the end that you're lighting in your mouth. You don't want to wet the part that you're actually lighting, but you wet everything behind it. nice part about saliva is it's a little viscous so it doesn't evaporate that well which keeps it from just going on this like this fuego rampage down the one single channel yeah man it makes sense on a like a molecular level I mean it's it's just the universal secret to smoking joints. You know, like, I've been rolling joints for fucking almost 30 years now, and... And you found it to be the most superior, uh, tactic? It's the only thing that's ever actually truly consistent. That's the thing about these cigars. I gotta get, I, like, one of those... I forget what my buddy called it, but it's, like, essentially a, a little box that's a humidifier where you gotta keep... Humidor. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, bro. They're Thank typically you. built out of cedar. I got an ashtray right here, by the way. Once we get going with... Yeah, the humidors for the cigars, they're typically built out of cedar because cedar does really well in fluctuating humidity environments. But it also... I should do my whole attic in cedar then. I mean, yeah, that's that's the reason why people use cedar as siding. You know, it doesn't rot. Yeah, dude, that that's good. Yeah, the natural oils. Like, I didn't even have to stain the railings on my back porch because it's made out of cedar, but the way it ages, it gets that gray, like, oxidation to it. Yeah, yeah, it... it, it it visually ages, but like structurally, it doesn't age that fast at all. Right, and they're 
really nice, robust railings, like good good chunks of cedar, just like keeping everything in, like, you know, the parameters intact. Probably don't even need an ashtray, it's so windy. I got, I got cedar bedding in the uh, quilt boxes for my bees, that like attic, to mimic like an attic. Really? Oh yeah, so it absorbs the moisture and they can actually hydrate off of that if, you know, over, over winter. <coughs> I mean. It's a brilliant mechanism. They must love that for one because, you know, they're like, hey, yeah, come on, come on into our place. It always smells like cedar. So oh, dude, all it's... those bees are, they're always having an easy time getting like a honeybee pussy to come over and be like, yeah. It's glorious. Yeah, we'll open it up for you. Yeah. Yeah, I went to go feed, like add to their feed the other day. And uh, it's still, they still have like a bunch of, um, yeah, like the sugar fondant cake patties left and pollen patties. So I was like, all right, I'm not adding to your thing because apparently you had enough honey to get through till now. Those are pre-made. Right, like yeah, like, like I have to like buy those separately, but they're good. They last. I mean, I just chill. They're just how would you do? How fish. would you do that without those? How would you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if those weren't, you know, available on the market, mm, I would make my own. That's really the way to do it, and at least right, the way but, but like the hives that I have, like, like what, patty style. What would you use to make them? What, what would be the process? Well, there are a lot of different recipes to like go from, but you essentially what you want is something flat enough so that your box that sits on top of your, your, the very top of it, the super, it has enough for the next one, which is the quilt box to go down on. So as long as it's a patty form, you can pretty much look up any recipe online just on how to make it. Just make sure you keep it on parchment paper. Because uh, if you take that shit off, it like leaks all in the hive because of how the temperature... Like, So there are some actual trade secrets to it. It's not yeah, just plug and you do, play. You, yeah, you don't want to take them off of their parchment paper. Uh, That's a no-no. Because like parchment paper is not bad for them. It's like they can... They actually suckle through it and sometimes chew them up. Just because they're weird bees. I don't know. Sometimes they use it to like stuff the nooks and crannies. They're tenacious little devils. Yeah, I can, I can see them using it as you know, like they'll use it as a resource. I'm sure. Totally, exactly. Like if if they're able to chew it off in small dimensions, they're probably going to put it in places where they need it. Exactly. They're industrious little devils, always plugging holes. Do you, I hope I didn't right. overstep my bounds That's with that good. one. That's good. No, you're good. Yeah. So don't forget it's right there, though. Yeah, dude. I was going to say, have you tried that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. This is uh, not to put a shameless plug out there because I can't, I probably won't even get this right, but like, freaking, it's called 78 and it's out of Chicago. No high fructose corn syrup. It's probably the best, like, condiment product I've ever had. And it's spicy. It's a spicy ketchup. You see very little of this on the market. My wife is going to fucking freak her shit out about that. Oh, dude. I should grab her a bottle for her birthday. Belated birthday present. I'm guessing we can get it down the road at one of those places right now. Uh, No, dude. We we discovered this. Really? We were in Lake Placid, New York, at a pub. And what they were serving with their fries or whatever was this 78 spicy ketchup. 
And we were like, where do you get this? And it's like, we know of this company out in Chicago. It's like, they don't, I don't hear a whole lot about them. So I don't know how much advertising they do, but that's, I, I hadn't heard of them before that. That's where, you, you know, like, small uh, eateries slash, you know, like, mid-daytime bars. That's where they make most of their money is, like, off of the little shit that, you know, makes their their shit pop, you know? Exactly. You know, if, say you... You got something simple. You need to you need to mix it with something that is outstanding. You know, something that anybody that goes by is going to remember, and that's that shit. You know, like yeah, man, I think so. It's delicious. You need to not that those things don't pop. Those things are delicious. Thank you, thank you to our kosher. Hot dog making brethren out there, Lahayam. <laughs> but isn't it funny? I was thinking about this the other day. So there's multiple companies out there that make their Jewish, their their strictly Jewish companies that make meat products. You know, one of them being Nathan's, one of them being Kayam. Kayam is the one that specifically comes to mind because not only do they make hot dogs, which I can see how, you know, people of the Jewish culture could skirt around, you know, somewhat theologically, legally, because they're, you know... Hey, we can, yeah, we can make hot dogs that are 100% beef. Like, they don't have to be non-Jewish hot dogs. But then, I don't even know, I don't even care if Kayam makes the mixed hot dogs, which most people make, which is, you know, the, the pork and the beef hot dogs. Which is probably, if I had to guess, most people's favorites. The pork beef, pork, pork beef mixture. But what I do know that Kayam makes is thick cut bacon. Which is definitely, there's no beef mixture to that. (laughs) I love the thick bacon on like pizza or anything. Dude. Have you ever taken it? Oh. You you take it and you chop it up into like uh, half inch strips, and then you like you you three quarter fry it in a pan, and you throw it into a fucking fresh summer salad. Like all you need is that salad. That's it. Yeah. Like fuck, bang, dude. Boom. It's so good. It's that's the thing. Oh man, mm. I feel so bad because my brother's girlfriend is you know of muslim faith and so i thought you were gonna say vegan no at least she's muslim you know she can eat some meat i know i just feel bad that there's like, <laughs> yeah. it's always that like sense of we feel almost bad like trying to plan meals because so much of what we eat is pork okay but here's the thing and like as as loved ones to her you guys have to kind of 
maybe aid her. You don't have to walk her through the process, but you might need to like baby step her to the process of accepting possibly that she's not Muslim. She was just born to Muslim parents. Just yeah. like, you know, so many people think, would oh, I'm, I'm Christian. Why are you Christian? Oh, well, my parents were. Why are you Jewish? Well, my parents were. Well, are you? Are you practicing? Well, no. Then shut the fuck up. Like, you're... <laughs> I'm asking what you are, and you're telling me what your parents are. Like, yeah. don't you see the, the, the giant conflict of interest there? Like, maybe... That's the dastardly effects of how religions in themselves work. Nobody ever says, well, I'm Hindu. Well, why are you Hindu? Well, because my parents were Hindu. It's like, no. Quite often, the, it's the opposite. It's like, I'm Hindu. Why are you Hindu? Well, because my parents were Christian, and I realized that shit was bullshit. You know? Like... Yeah, just like recycled dogma oh, throughout the ages. But also a leaning back towards, you know, Judaism. Okay, so Islam and Christianity came from Judaism. Where did Judaism come from? Judaism came from Hindu. Where did Hindu come from? Well, unfortunately, Hindu predates written text. So... We right, so we couldn't even, we wouldn't actually be able to definitively say. It's kind of like how things get just like lost in translation over the civilizational cycles that sort of they occur throughout the Earth's natural there, rhythms and shit. But there's a bunch of things that Hindu does lend itself to, and by lend itself to, I mean suggest, mm -hmm. and by suggest I mean. For one, it suggests that aliens are a thing, which I'm I'm you not gonna go for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off, but not to, I, no no pun intended. But uh, is there <laughs> circumcision time? Is there a right way to circumcise the cigar? Uh, you don't want to go too much, but no. you want to go quick and straight. Quick and straight. I can do yep. I can go quick. Yeah, just close it. Yep. Yep. There All you go. The, in the food. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Hindu talked about a bunch of things. One of them was atomic war. One of them was spaceships. All this predates Judaism. All of it predates written text. How do we deal with that? Well, if we take into account our actual religious history, we work it back from there, let's just say a certain percentage of our potential listeners are Christians, they go back to, no, you're not lit all the way, they go back to Judaism. Judaism goes back. Islam also goes back to Judaism. Then that goes back to Hindu. 
from there, we can possibly trace it to the scan Sanskrit and the Sumerian. Uh, fuck, it's the word. Cariforms, seriforms. Yeah, it does come from like the. I mean the the. Um, oh shit! You just said it. I just. I can't put it into words. Cariforms, seriforms. Um, no, the um. Ah, the tip of my tongue. Shit. Sanskrit. It was the other thing. Yes, yeah, Sanskrit was was when you said it. Also, Sanskrit was the precursor to yeah. the Hindu faith and and language. And then there's Sumerian. Sumerian, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, because that 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 brings us back to Babylonian times, which I know nothing about. I want to know more about it. Unfortunately, nobody really knows too much about it. We just know what was written in text. But unfortunately, what's written in text is usually what the victor or the conqueror wanted to be known. Mm. You know, like of course one one of my big problems with history and people's knowledge of it is that. uh, You know, my my previous dog, Genghis, I, I named him Genghis because, like, I had a decent understanding of what Genghis Khan did for the world. There's a reason why so much of the population is genetically related to him, but there's also a reason why the the government of the Chinese and the Chinese history has so much bad to say about them is because they ended up winning that war. So, to do the victor go the spoils, and the spoils often are you know, the, the recordings. Yeah. But... One, you know, here we go touching base to where we are right now in time. It's like we're living in time when anybody can make recordings. And that becomes dangerous for the people that want to actually, you know, conduct certain narrative. Yeah. I mean, well, right now, the biggest risk, I think, is, like... I'll wait for that truck to pass. I think the biggest biggest risk, or threat, is the fact that there is so much of the narrative being controlled by a select few. And right. that's that's the risk because you can they, that can manipulate. I believe you know, I believe it was 1994. Bill Clinton, you know, everybody's favorite fucking president. Everybody's, you know, they're like, oh, we haven't had a good president since fucking Clinton. Oh, you mean that guy that was on Epstein's plane fucking 26 times? You mean that guy that fucking signed NAFTA into agreement? You mean that guy that was running coke in Amina, Arkansas? while George Bush was president 
and they were basically fucking, you know, running two sides of the same coin, and then they had that fake, you know, fake fucking debate, like, on TV to make people think that they were enemies, when in all time, like, they're, they're actually way closer than they could be apart, to the point where, you know, oh, well, you know, we're, uh, Hinckley, the guy that shot Reagan, cousins to the Bush family. <laughs> so, you, and then you get Clinton into office. Clinton gets out of office, another Bush. You get that Bush out of office, what do you get? You get the first first black president. Everybody's so excited about him. Well, what's great about him? For one, he's like 17th cousin. He's very closely related. Closer than any of us are to the Bushes. Believe it's within 17 uh, linkages. Yeah, man. It's... <clears throat> I think, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with that and, like, the history of, like, Yale and shit. Like, Skull of Bones. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, everyone who kind of goes through that institution sort of has a leg up on... The Skull of Geronimo? You, you familiar with that? No. I actually haven't heard of that. Okay, you know who Geronimo is? I actually do not. I do not know who Geronimo... I mean, I heard so Geronimo, before, but I don't really know it. Geronimo was... Oh, fucking A. I'm trying to cut the cigar. Fucking up. Yeah, take your, no, take your time. Geronimo was a... Uh, he was an Apache... And he you want was more of this, not to interrupt. Yes, sir. He, Geronimo was an Apache war war party leader. He wasn't necessarily a, a chief, but he was he was up there, and Geronimo was the first number one, like, federally, like, the first time we ever had, like, a, a most wanted list, like, he was the first, no to the point where our government dubbed Osama bin Laden, his code name was Geronimo. Whoa. To, because he was so hard to find. So, what the original Geronimo did, he was an Apache war war scout leader. He basically, you know, his company held the U.S. cavalry off of certain parts of the southern U.S. for ten years. Like, to the point where they couldn't find the guy they couldn't they knew who he was but they couldn't you know and 
He was he was a great marksman. Like they made a movie about it. No shit. What's what's the movie? Geronimo. It is Geronimo. Yeah. Uh, that's probably where I heard the name then. Well, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you know one of the first times kids jump off a tall diving board, they'll be like, Geronimo! Yeah, yeah. You that know? too. Yeah. That but, free that free fall of like I almost think of like suicide bombing. Here's a little known fact to go along with Geronimo while we're on the topic of Native American history and, you know, how they've been fucking secluded. Oh, totally marginalized beyond like, and, marginalizations. And our apologies, you know. This is not anything that we stand with. But... Just the whole spectrum the, of that cruelty in general, yeah. The biggest school shooting in U.S. history. Do you know when it was? I No, not off the top of my head. I can name a few of just, but I don't know like the numbers or anything. I'm not going to come out and say it was Lincoln. It might have been Lincoln, but it was around his presidency. It was one of, one of the surrounding presidents around Lincoln. presidentially ordered the U.S. Cavalry to go in pull out a school it was basically a schoolhouse but it was a giant schoolhouse because it had almost 300 people in it at the time that was a big schoolhouse I'm talking a big barn 264 women and children all indigenous and the U.S. Cavalry fucking shot them all down right there in front of the fucking schoolhouse. To this Fuck. day, that's the biggest Jesus. technical school shooting on U.S. soil. And then, so we got we got people right now like being like, we need to get rid of this gun. We need to get rid of that gun. It's like, yeah. no, maybe we need to get rid of the people that fucking order it. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Not bad. Happy St. Patty's. Happy St. Patty's. Yeah, yeah. Trying to. Do you mind if she comes to say hello? What's her name? Her name is Ruby Sue. Ruby Sue. Oh, hi, girl. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, exciting. What's your podcast about? Uh, just, uh, mostly escaping stigmas, but cognitive mobility. Something along those lines. Smoke cigars, drink some beer. Oh, it is St. Patty's Day. Eat so. some yeah. hot dogs. And... What's your name? I'm <laughs> yeah. Tony. I'm Sally. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah, good to meet you. I meant to introduce myself. I'm Chris. Chris, nice to meet you. Yeah, we yeah. homeowner. Um, away. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. See you around. Have your ladies a good night. I always forget that like the neighborhood is always like this lively organism. I got I gotten to know this neighbor and the neighbor behind me, like my adjacent neighbors. 
Across the street, not so much. Just mostly waves and eye contact. They seem like renters for the most part. Yeah, but yeah, this whole strip is renters except for this guy right here. They've been here for quite a while, actually. I want to say right when the pandemic set in, <laughs> there were some new folks who moved right there. In fact, I think that used to be a rehab facility. Let's... You just struck on a fucking topic that I was thinking about the other day, and it blew my mind how long we've been dealing with this bullshit. Oh, the whole, like, like, germ-phobia thing? Or... Okay, so let's put it... Let's break it down into actual fucking statistics. Late 2000, is when they first said, oh, there's something going off in China. When, in all actuality, September of 2099 is when it actually broke out. I think it was September. It might have been November. Either way, it was when the world military games were happening in China that this happened. That's how it spread so fast. Because every fucking military in the world had a team there to compete in these and every one of them. Our US team, they left with, I forget how many guys, but there was only like one or two of them that weren't actually fucking sick on the ride home. Uh. And this was when which which month? Like of that. It was period. either I want to say September or November, but so I forget. So within like of nineteen, of twenty nineteen, because of so much shit happened because in my of twenty twenty during that time. 2010, 2020, or or no, sorry. Uh, yeah, 2020, March 10th is when they shut down the majority of the country, and it went from states from there. Vermont shut down on the 14th, because I remember this because my wife's birthday is on the 13th, and that was the last yep. fucking day. The day after her birthday, they shut everything down. And uh, was that a Thursday? No, it wouldn't have been. It would have been a Tuesday. Yeah, that's Whatever day during the week, I was at the grocery store. I couldn't believe the panic. And man, it was just such a vulnerable thing for like most people. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like I, so I was just trying to check out with some wine. I didn't have anything in my cart. What do you think about this? What do you think the possibilities are that due to the whole 2030 agenda that this could have been just a dry run to gauge complacency worldwide? Oh, I think that's more than possible. Highly likely? Highly likely. We're yeah. talking like... Yeah. Like, if you were talking statistics, like, I yeah. like how you opened up with just like, let's do some math. Yeah, if you were to do the math... It would be statistically probable that that is a very likely scenario. I mean, so let's let's break it down. 
So, on page 42 of the CDC guidelines uh, initiative that they disclosed, they said, we have not actually isolated the Corona-19 virus, nor can we tell the difference between it and the cold virus and the flu virus. And the guy that came, Kerry Mullis, who is the guy that created the, the PCR test, he straight up said, the PCR test can be manipulated as much as you'd like. All you have to do is change the regulate, the, how they regulate the, uh, I forget if it's vibrations or, how how he put it, but basically, like, if you if you set it to twenty, you're not gonna catch anything. If you set it to sixty, everything is going to test positive. Right. So you could have pretty much anything in your system, and it will test positive. At, right. And that and that. that's exactly why the PCR test can't tell the difference between the flu, the cold virus, and COVID. Interesting. Very interesting. I know my body was fighting off something when I first Absolutely. started getting sick. Absolutely. Like, I just had COVID, like, two, Absolutely. two, three weeks ago. Like, and there, there's no doubt. Sorry. No, please. I, I actually didn't want... I wanted to tell you, don't let me play geek, gatekeeper. No, I, no. I was I, about to put that down, actually. I, I was apologizing for cutting you off. Oh, no, you're good, dude. Whatever. There was actually something else I wanted to mention from... Back when you were, meant, like, talking about the pandemic and shit. It was something... Anyway, it'll come back. But yeah, dude, what a crazy whirlwind of a sequence of events that this has been. And, like, I just... All I see it as is it's just given me an opportunity to reflect on how vulnerable I am, my family is, my friends are, uh, and just everything that I care about. Like, everything that I hold genuine and, you know, near and dear. Like Absolutely. It's those, at the very least an attack on that. Because those, the very those, least. those threats not only have a ripple effect of, like, who's controlling... Regularity what, of life. Who's controlling what information. Yeah. But, like, you know, this is, like, there's we're getting set up for failure because of how we, we our lack of our ability to understand how local... Uh, agriculture and <laughs> policies around growing things, cultivating things really put us in a terrible position. We've outsourced so much. Like, we've, we've wet, like, westernization, if that's a word. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. That has basically determined how we do business, and our business ethics are so. Like everything else, they're is ahead business of it. oriented. Like, Every, but consequences be damned. Everything you know? else is ahead of its time, except business ethics at the moment. So it's like well, the ethics, science. The whole ethics of business comes down to, hey, what's the consequence of the business that we do, and and so much money is poured in to ign legally ignoring the yeah. consequences of business. Can I tell you a story of what I've been fucking dealing with on my end of things since like I since like Thanksgiving actually, but Absolutely. it's only come to fruition. Yes, so my fuck 
Mexican mom referred me to an accountant. I'm like, oh, here's the best, blah, blah, blah. Like, you need to go with this person. I was like, okay, all right. My conversations with him, like, panned out. Like, yeah, sure, I'll hire this guy to do my taxes and keep track of what I can, you know, claim and deduct and all those things. By Thanksgiving, after filing recent, like, the taxes, the return from last year, come to find out that this dude screwed my mom and she's like off, she can't focus even at the dinner table while we're trying to have Thanksgiving. So that's one thing. But so, and now it's like, okay, like that sucks. I sympathize. And I was like waiting for it because nothing had really crossed my desk regarding like a red flag that this dude fucked up my taxes and my wife's taxes. But recently when I'm going to file this year, we're catching all these fucking errors and like bullshit things where I'm like, dude, where are you getting your fucking figures? Like, how did you... How on earth do you sleep at night? Like, you are such a con artist. <laughs> you motherfucker. Like, you're just treating this like a factory of, like, the CPA bullshit advertising thing that, like... Man, and, like, so I asked him for a refund recently. This is where it, com this is where it all comes down to, like, me... Okay, if I'm going to ask this dude for a refund for filing all these false bullshit where I have to correct it. I have to do an amendment and shit. And there's fees associated with that, and I'll probably be facing some sort of penalty. I don't know. And is I don't the guy know Asian? Code. Or, or Jewish? No, I don't even... Dude, that was my first problem. <laughs> Sorry, I that was my... I was trying to be Theo Vaughn there. No, 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 no. Nothing against, like, any of those <laughs> stereotype things. Cause, like, is I, the guy Asian or Jewish? Jewish? I don't know. <laughs> no, dude, I didn't fucking do my homework. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's my fucking thing. It's like, god damn it! If only I did true like investigatory. Like I have to go about it through like this lens of I can't trust anybody except myself. So well, it's like I don't want to live like that, man. Like what the fuck? And 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 that's the sad fact is you know it's it's not like you're just seeking out. You're not just walking up to some guy on the street and being like, hey, can you do my taxes? You're going to a fucking certified you know cpa and being like hey can you do my taxes and they're being like yeah you know and then they can't you know that's yeah. that's that's where the real problem lies is you're 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 not asking incapable people or people that you know are clearly incapable you're asking people that you know, portray themselves as highly capable, and they aren't. Well, this particular one is not. I'm now working with one that's like but, really good. But it 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 is it it it's a pattern throughout you know modern culture. Yeah, for sure. No, it definitely there's definitely a lot of bullshit accounting practices that get swept under the rug. I'm just talking about professionalities. Period. Period. You yeah. I, yeah. In a lot Whether of respects, it's accounting that's true. or long story. Like, oh, I'm 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 this or that. It's like, well, can you do it? It's like, yeah, pay me, and then you pay them, and they're like, nope, can't. You know, that sort of thing. As it as it were, yeah. And so, long story short, this dude like refused to give me a refund, and it like just threw me into this fucking like. It was just a hate spiral. Like I just started fucking internally like. You know, fucking, it was like a hydrogen bomb went off. And fucking, god damn it, I was like imploding right before my eyes. 
just feeling like so to. defeated because this dude got super defensive and it's like, God damn it, I don't even want to have to ask you for a refund. Like, I shouldn't even have to ask you. But this is, dude, this is so not cool. What did he get defensive about? Oh, dude, I don't even want to. Oh, it was like, yeah, he, yeah. He, well, he just kept making up all these excuses. And it was like, dude, I'm not going to argue with you. So I stopped communication because he was like accusing me of extortion. And it's like, dude, if you're going to go there, you are such a coward fucking con artist. Like, that's who you are. I I am this. You are that. Period. Like, what am I? I, I asked myself, what am I going to do about this? And the answer that I came up with was, I am going to do what I can for myself. And the answer, so the answer is... Not necessarily that I'm going to do nothing, but, you know, I'm not going to let this ruin me. I'm not going to let myself implode over this bullcrap. Like, I'll figure out a way around you, dumbass, douchebag. And not only that, it's like, let's take extortion, for example. How would you be extorting him if he's got all of your fucking tax info and... You know, you're at his mercy. That was his response to me saying, well, if you don't give me a refund, like, I'm not going to argue with you or pry this refund out of you, but I I told him, if you don't give me this refund, I will likely have to consult with a lawyer if I'm facing legal fees against me. So it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to hire a lawyer to defend myself in this, because this is bullshit. You'd be silly not to. Your your facts are so skewed. He even had it in writing. His first message back to me was like, well, your 1099 information must have got fixed into the Schedule F, which is like some farming income thing that he claimed that I, I didn't claim income for farming. Like, I don't know where he got his facts from. This dude is like a total... He was like... Because it was so funny. He like even said, well, it was a really hectic time that, you know, like, I have this in writing. He wrote this Was he me. trying to take into dude, like, was like anything that you're doing back here into account? Well, so, yeah, I the numbers that I gave him all had to do with expenses that had to do with the... Apiary, the fermentary, all those things. But I never had income. Like, I didn't even have invoices that I gave him. And so he, but the thing that threw me, like, I was very, very, very thoughtful when I wrote to this person. And this person then replied to me within a split second. It was like he already had an answer. I thought it was an auto reply. Like, that's how reactive this dude got with me. Yeah. It was, it was fucking crazy. Because he was like, I have your thing pulled up now, and there's nothing to justify what you're saying. And it's like, dude, fuck you and your bullshit, like, CPA crap that you think you're smarter than me just because you know. Like, I have a team. And, and not only that, oh, okay, my the accountant that I hired now for this year, I couldn't believe she could squeeze me in because she's the best. And she works with a firm that is goes through a peer review process before the official submission takes place. And that's why I know I'm in the right. And that's where we're going to cut off our free legal advisement advertisement for you guys. I'm not advertising shit as far as accountants go. I don't don't know shit about tax code. That is how you uh, defeat certain uh, tax instruments. Anyway, Uh, we'll take a quick break, folks. Let's have a laugh. And a cheer. Boom. (laughs) We don't want to get too crazy with our listeners because we can't hear what they're hearing. If you're in the central Vermont area and you're looking for a special souvenir to take home and share with your friends and neighbors, Ambient Fermentary's got you covered. Handcrafted from our hives to your glass, Ambient Fermentary produces craft batches of honey wine from the heart. As humble participants of a greater community of life, they wanted to offer something simple and refreshing. 
Most people consider mead to be too sweet. And we agree. Too much of anything produces its counterpart. That's why they brought back the oldest fermented beverage in a bold way. By using the fruits of the world in moderation. In other words, dry meads are their thing. And in this expression in particular, the dry table melomel, we used fresh cranberries and lemon juice in its primary ferment, bringing fruity and acidic notes to the party that pairs well with almost any home-cooked meal in good company. Enjoy chill. Cheers. Fucking, I love that. Oh, dude, this, this is cool. shit sounds, this, it, it sounds so campy and cheesy. Well, dude, like, I'm gonna be, we're going to be able to actually create our own sound effects using this bar right here. So it's actually going to be pretty crazy because I already have a few in mind. Like from like movies and shit? A couple of them, yeah, like, right. And we can switch them out too, probably. Yeah, we can delete like, them anytime we want and you have I'm, fun. I'm guessing you, you can hook this up to your computer. You can, you know, yeah, switch. If I can hook this up to an iPad, I can figure out how to get this on the computer, no, no problem. Right, so like we can... We can probably switch like all four of these out every given week, depending on how we want. But and I was just gonna go old school, like literally record with the thing up against like the speakers, and see if I can cut out some of the like the the uh, compression, yeah. like so that it has less like echo or the delay. I think it is, dude. I'm so I, I can't believe how weird the whole like sound engineering shit gets like it's so deceptively simple but yet it's like hieroglyphs for me still like i can't i can't quite crack the code dude uh, i took a whole course in it in high school and you know i can still barely tell you what's going on yeah man like still new at this i mean we're just we're just literally recording off one mic here we're not even in the studio it is kind of nice, like, having, um, we can, we can take this shit on the road. What? What's up? It, 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 it's the, uh, it's the Price is Right sound. No, listen to it for a second. Listen to the Price is Right? Yeah, I'm gonna, the shame, the shame. Oh. Like when you lose on prices, right? Boom, 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 boom. I don't even know. I don't even know what the fuck, like, we would even use that for. Cause that's like, dude. I wish they kind of gave you the option to delete some of this stuff. But whatever. I'm not complaining. This is a. It's perfectly fine. Piece of. I mean, we could. That I'd say we use that. You know, every time. Uh, Something one of us gets said that gets fact checked proves wrong, you know, and you'd be like, Oh, there's uh, there you go. But I would use it for that just to give thing. I don't want to annoy our audience if we're keep if we keep getting shit wrong. <laughs> well, I don't know at that point, that's when we need to really start, you know, doing our research. But well, yeah, I do want to get a TA part of our team I mean we I think between the two of us we get way more right than we get wrong mm. well yeah I mean it's really all about just kind of curiosity like I'm just I'm just curious about this stuff I would never claim mastership 
I would never claim that I have any of the answers at all. So if, if you folks are seeking answers, you've come to the wrong place. No, I'm kidding. We, we have answers. We have some, don't we? We have, we have some answers. We have an ear to the ground, so to speak, as far as where the answers might be found. If, if the answers were a stampede of buffalo, we could tell you which direction to look for them. So, we might not have them all, and we might not know which cliff to run them all off of at any given moment, but we, we have a better idea of the answers than anybody trying to hide them from you. That's for sure. Which, unfortunately, right now, there's a lot of money in that market. Yeah, dude. I don't. Well, it goes back to what we were saying about like how the you know most of the content that's out there is very is a very controlled narrative from a select few of a class. It's a class of people. Prior prior to Bill Clinton, there was there was like forty to sixty news media organizations nationwide and and go even back any further there were only like a few like during the nixon administration no before that. no no that's not true i'm talking nationwide so you had you had your nbc your fox your cbs uh-huh. but then nationally you had multiple different national syndicates and what happened is clinton signed a deal that basically made it legal for, say, prior to Clinton, it was illegal for somebody to own, you know, more than X amount of news media organizations. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 okay. So there there was much more objective media back then. He signed a deal that basically said, okay, you know, five people can own, or two people can own all of the major media in the entire fucking country. And and that was one of, that was the start of, basically, if he hadn't done that, Obama would not have been able to sign to repeal the smith months Act, which made it legal to propagandize U.S. citizens. So, between the two of them, now they're able to propagandize U.S. citizens under corporate media. And you wonder why there's so many arguments going on right now. Oh my God, like you wouldn't believe, man. And I actually, I just had my mother-in-law over recently... And she's like a, she's an addict to the CNN, to the NBC, whatever. It's like... I need to know what's going on. One of those it's, people. Well, no, well, she's, she's just, she thinks she Falling knows. Falling out on her phone? She, well, TV, okay. couch. It's, it's a long story. I, to go, well, it's actually not. It's quite simple. She doesn't really get, I don't know. Like, I don't want to 
But she's old school. She falls it on the couch. Well, it's a boomer thing, right? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, it, and if you're a boomer, not to like bash boomers or anything, but oh, that... fuck the boomers. They <laughs> fucked a lot of this shit up. Yeah, dude. I'm no. sorry. Well, talk, speaking of which, man, this you whole know. Silicon Valley crash of the, the bank that failed, man, like that's just one domino. I mean, this is going to Yes, yes, exactly. And, that, and I'm not saying that was a result of the boomers, but, but there is a mindset here comes... The consequences of which, when you when you inflate, 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 which has been a boomer mentality since Roosevelt. But are they doing the SVD crash to try and scare people into pulling out in preparation for an economic collapse to create an economic collapse? Or is it an actual economic collapse? It, no, I mean... What they will do, what they will do, they will hang on for dear life. Again, going back to the narrative that everything's okay, that they have it under control. They don't, anything but panic, right? It goes back to what we've talked about in the past about bread and circus. Give people bread and circus. But you know what happens. And they'll never revolt. But you know what happens since 2008. Since the 2008 collapse, one of the things that they signed in, I forget the name of it, but it's basically that... Any of these big banks that are too large to fail, Mm -hmm. instead of the government having to bail them out, what happens is in one of these situations, everybody who has an account there, basically, they take half of everybody's account to bail themselves out. Well, yeah, and that's a fucking... Dude, there's a major... Major issue there. What's up, guys? How yeah, are you? Going? Not bad. Oh, yeah, that's a major fucking issue. Happy St. Patty's. I'm loving the jacket. Yeah, thank you. Oh, hey, girl. Lincoln. That's Lincoln. Hi, Lincoln. <laughs> you too. Nice to meet you, buddy. Yeah, Lincoln's a bit of a loose cannon sometimes yeah but. that's cool I take all the dog energy I can you know what point. I'm really bad at sensing dog gender like I don't know I couldn't tell you if that's a girl or a boy because I just either don't remember initially I, I thought girl but when when I touched him I was like boy and then they said Lincoln I'm like oh, that's that's a weird chick's name well you know? I can't really tell but Lincoln is a freaking awesome Awesome dog. That dog can fucking piss and poop in my backyard anytime. Probably good for it. If anything, yeah. I mean, I got all kinds of fauna roaring around out back. I saw the bunny rabbit. I got like a native bunnies probably underneath us right now. Actually, Jocelyn comes out here for cigarette breaks before bed, like every once in a while, and she always hears stuff under, like coming out, like from under. That's probably skunks. I mean, well, that was the, what I my first thought if, was. If, if they're moving at night, it's probably skunks. Because that's true. Bunnies are bunnies are nocturnal. No, 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 that's a good point. But I did see the bunny underneath the back deck because he or she gets around. Man, they're, I keep catching them on video. You folks can tune in to my Instagram handle at Harmonic Homesteading. That's Harmonic underscore Homesteading. Feel free to give me a follow. Whatever. And, and reach out and order some mead, you fuckers. <laughs> it's good mead. Yeah, TBD on that one, but don't yeah, be, thank you. I appreciate don't be, the Don't be scared. You like this Chaga Session mead Dude, here? This, this is 
beautiful. Well, dude, I, I think it's a good way to celebrate St. Patty's Day. I mean... I enjoy St. Patty's Day. I haven't celebrated it in a while. Where I grew up, they did the green beer thing, and I could never really get on board with the whole green beer thing. So, the last couple days, I've been uh, illuminating my coworkers to the the origin of St. Patty's Day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you got? Well, most people think, oh, St. Patrick, he... he, he he kicked all the snakes out of Ireland. Right? Like, uh -huh. that's, that's the... That's the myth, yeah, or the, the legend. That's yeah, the that's the typical explanation. Yeah. So, for one, Ireland never had any snakes because of where it's located, its climate, yada yada. What he kicked out the snakes were a euphemism for the Irish pagan druids. Okay. So basically, St. Paddy's Day is a celebration of a genocide of Irish druids. Because they weren't just kicked out. They weren't just, you know, hey, you, you got 30 days to move out of these woods because we, you worship fairies, so, you know, we, we can't, we don't actually have a place to kick you out of. Yeah, it was, it was a straight up genocide. That's fucking nuts, dude. It's amazing how that... But that, that's kind of like the pattern that we have with these things. We kind of like have these genocides and then we have a holiday to celebrate them. More like, yeah, right. It's weird. It's like Columbus Day. Right. Even though that whole thing is a, like, it wasn't even Columbus that discovered, right? blah, blah, blah. Like there's so right. many different perspectives. Columbus landed in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what you I know? meant. Yeah, to say. Jesus wasn't born in December. You know? Oh my gosh, like, yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> That, that, that is a whole nother... And, and his name wasn't Jesus either. Let's be honest, people. If you, if you understand how Hebrew works, it was Yeshua. Yeshua of Nazareth. Like, that would be the closest English translation. The Messiah. And one of his best quotes was... As soon as somebody takes my teachings and turns it, tries to turn it into a religion, then my teachings have gone wrong. Mm. That's that's not a quote. Sorry. That's Par a paraphrase? Paraphrase. Yeah. Yes. We can look that up. Well, dude, there's a lot that, that actually reminds me because we were just talking about like ancient Sumeria and all of that history. That's basically it, there's a lot of like gaps in the translations and you know the inheritance of one interpretation of text to another. Um, Druinvalo Melchizedek has a pretty interesting perspective on the for the account of um, like. Atlantis 
and shit. Like there were, uh-huh. like, and the Sumerians were actually part of a. Um, he basically outlined it in these like these spherical layers yep. that had a core. Yep. And the Maya were part of that 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 circle as well. Like there were a layer in that, there in were, that lineage. And there, like, I don't know if it was Melchizedek's saying is that we're saying this, but there's multiple spots on the globe that have yeah these, ley, ley lines and and not only ley lines, but you know they they set up these you know circular structures. That were sea based. Uh, my interpretation of those things, I mean, there can't, we can't possibly know what they were for sure. But like, I think, I think they were in some ways like vortexes. Like they were like these things that channeled. That's what I think the pyramids were. Like they were essentially placed in a way where you could actually, in alignment with the Fibonacci sequence, you could actually optimize the Earth's energy in relationship to the sun just by building these geometric pattern structures that were based in real science at the time. And this is a time that's way beyond our, like, history and our history books, but Melchizedek, I I actually, here, I wanted to mention, have you seen, has anyone out there seen uh, the Spirit Science uh, series on YouTube? I know that's going around quite a bit. I I, have not. I looked into it, like, a while ago, and I was really impressed with one of the episodes that goes into, like, I think it's episode 13 or something like that, that goes into, um, like, ancient, ancient human history that's all based, it's mostly, like, if you were to look at it from a very skeptical lens it's all speculation but when you refer it refers and it basically uses Melchizedek's work as an as the outline for this this story that's like I don't know like an hour or two long or something like that and it's really fascinating and it's really quick of course the not to like bash on spirit science or anything because I like them and I think people should definitely check that shit out but if you go deeper than like I don't know say episode like 20 it starts to like sound like you start to get sick of the voice and the hurt, like the, the <laughs> friggin' pitch of the voice. That it's like, dude, holy fuck, dude! Like this is so hard to listen to. That's that's the problem with like six hour podcasts is you you do end up getting you good on this, or you want you want the last little sediment bits. Take the last little sediment. Fuck bits. yeah, dude! Get some sediment. I love the sediment. It's like it gives this like it, it's like the evolution of the flavor in the bottle that like gives you that like extra it's almost like umami like. Umami. Umami. You know, like that's that, it's a fun word to say. Not, yeah, oh dude, I love it. Umami. With that flavor profile, man. Like it's almost like got a sauerkraut essence to it. You know, it's like funky in a good way. I mean it it definitely has more of the essence of the bottle than the rest of it does. Yeah, and on the nose, it's glorious. Of course, my nose, my not I, I, this cigar, man. I had a cigar since my wedding, and oh, fucking, I kind of want to light this back up just to enjoy the last bit with you, just because it's so good. But it, it totally like. Where'd mine go? Right there, I think. Not you. Oh yeah. Yep. How are you doing on time, bro? I don't know how what long time I've been going, we? but it's 725 right now. Uh, I gotta get run. We love you guys, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been awesome. Happy St. Patty's Day to you, or whenever you guys are hearing this. Happy whatever day to you. <laughs> <laughs>